they were just people like us just living in a very different world. Join us for another episode of 100 Years, 100 Objects, stories from Lancaster City Museums. I'm Millie Wellborn, a museum assistant for Lancaster City Museums. In this series, we're looking at 100 objects from Lancaster, Morecambe and the surrounding area to celebrate a century of our museums and to find out more about the past and how we relate to it now. In this episode of 100 Years, 100 Objects, we're going further back in time than ever before with an object that is still surrounded by mystery but does give us some clues to what life was like in the Bronze Age. Today's object is a socketed axe head. The axe head is roughly the size of a human hand the surface is tarnished and the edges are quite rough from years of use and burial. It is roughly a hollow wedge shape, converging in a slightly flared cutting edge. At the wider end, below the opening to the hollow interior, is a small loop which would help to secure the axe head to a now long gone wooden handle. This axe is just one object in a collection that were found in 2016 and named the Scotforth Hoard. We spoke to Alex Hale, Site Supervisor for Lancaster City Museums, who told us a little bit more about the hoard and where it was discovered. The axe head that I've chosen to talk about today, it's part of a, a larger collection of Bronze Age items. The collection itself, it's called the Scotford Hoard, and it contains four socketed axe heads, and one socketed chisel, three spearheads, two arm rings, four plane rings, and two harness rings. Within the excavation site they also found quite a number of hazelnut shells, a piece of wood which was probably part of one of the handles from the axes, and two preserved flowers as well. There were also Roman pottery and Roman glass but they would have been intrusive and just discarded a long time after, after the initial hoard was buried. And they were found just between the A6 and the canal. Um, that's just near Lancaster University, so just south of the city centre. They were found by a group of local metal detectorists, and they happened to know the team from Dig Ventures were doing some excavation work just up at Morecambe at the time. So they got in touch with those guys, and then they came down and helped them excavate it. Alex went on to tell us why this find was quite unique. So this was one of the only Bronze Age hordes that was found buried inside an archaeological feature called a burnt mound. They're really common throughout the UK, but are really rare in Lancashire, and so it's quite unique to find one in this area to begin with, let alone with all this metalwork uh, inserted into it. And so what a burnt mound actually is, it's the remnants of low-level Bronze Age industry, so it could be from cooking or hide processing, making textiles or metalworking. They're formed from the remains of a fire, so what they would have done is heated stones in a fire and then put these really, really hot stones into like a trough full of water. Obviously going from a really hot state to a really cold state, the shock would break up the stones and they would use this to heat the water, which would then be used for whatever they were making at the time. So it's a bit like a Bronze Age skip, like a pile of refuse really, which over the years has been grown over. 
far as I'm aware, they've never been found with a hoard inside one, but they have been found in close proximity, probably because that's a site which has been occupied by people for a long time, so it's just another indication of the human activity. We're not too sure why it was buried there. There's a few theories. There could be some ritual significance to it being buried within the burnt mound. People might have been aware of what it was from many generations ago. And this just gives us proof, along with the hoard and the the Roman artefacts, that this specific area of Lancaster had been inhabited for, for a really long time, probably many thousands of years. Another reason this find is unique is it's the only one with preserved flowers that were found actually inside Bronze Age artefacts. So yeah, it's quite a unique and, and important find for archaeology. Alex told us some more about the Bronze Age, the period when these objects were made. These items, they're from the Late Bronze Age, which is defined in the UK as 1150 to 800 BC. So they're about 3,000 years old, give or take. And at the time, Lancaster would have looked really different to how it looks today, as you can imagine. Mostly made up of small farming communities, and the entirety of the country really at that time was woodland, apart from specific areas which a lot of people were inhabiting, which would have been cleared for livestock and for growing crops as well. So the area they were found, it could have been quite marshy because it's pretty close to the river, but we also are aware that it would have been quite heavily populated comparatively to other sites at the time because of all the evidence, such as the Burnt Mound and, and these objects themselves. At this time, most people were subsistence farmers. They would just grow crops like wheat and barley. They'd have livestock, but they would also occasionally go hunting as well to get extra extra food that way. And we also know that it was a time when elaborate ceremonial practices were being developed in this country. Next, we discussed how the axe head and the other objects in the hoard were made without the advantage of modern technology, and also how they would have been used. As you might imagine, they're made out of bronze. Bronze is an alloy of about 90% copper and about 10% tin. So these would have been mined just in rocks, found in ore. Not sure where the ore itself would have been found, probably would have been traded in for other goods that would have been produced in the area. So they would have smelted the copper and tin separately at first to separate the metals from the stones they were in. And they would have done this, we think, in a fire pit, which would have been banked with clay to keep the heat in more, with an opening facing the prevailing wind. So then it would get a lot of oxygen flow to allow it to get the extreme temperatures required to to smelt metal like this. We're not sure if a, a bellows type contraption would have been used at this time. They were used around this time in other places. Uh, I'm not too sure if they, they would have been used um, in the UK at this point, but it would have just been like a pot with a cloth over one end, which they would have pulled back, and then that would have forced air in. Once the metal was molten, they would pour this into quite sophisticated moulds, so they would allow for the socket as well, which would allow for the insertion of the, the handle of the axe. The axe heads and the spear heads, they would have been used for the obvious things like chopping wood, preparing wood, and also hunting. The bracelet rings were used for jewellery, it was a status symbol to show that they, they were wealthy enough to afford a bracelet that didn't really do anything other than look good. And the two rings that are described here as harness rings, there is also a theory that they could have been used for suspending a cauldron or a pot over a fire. They have three different grooves and so you could have, in theory, fit a chain or a rope into those grooves and suspended it over a fire on a stick. What about the other end of their life? 
How did the objects end up in the mound where they were found? We're fairly certain that they would have been buried deliberately. The objects in situ seem to be lined up with some intention and there was sandstone blocks used to weigh them down. Also, there was some soil analysis carried out by the Dig Ventures team, which suggests by the composition of the soil, which was um, a mix of sandy clay with a really regular interspersal of, of small stones, they believe this suggests it shows a rapid filling in of the hole, which suggests that it was done with purpose. So there's a, quite a few reasons why they could have been buried ritually like this. One is to lay stake to an area, People sometimes buried hordes at the boundaries of territories, almost like a protective charm, and just to say, this is the end of our territory, don't cross it. And often they would be a natural barrier, such as rivers, which there are in this area. There's the, the Burrow Beck, which is a small stream, which was a couple of metres away from the find. Then there's obviously the River Loon a bit further, and then Morecambe Bay even further, so it could have been any of, any one of these could have been seen as the boundary to, to their territory. It could have also been a ritual display of wealth. Someone was to be seen burying all these extremely valuable items they clearly had a lot of a lot of wealth and power so that might have made other people want to follow them and sort of share in, in the wealth this isn't associated with any funeral rite or anything like that at this point in history most people would have been cremated so it would have been most probably offering in some way or some other kind of ritual not associated with with someone's death they had lots of different gods for all kinds of things, celestial objects like um, the sun and the moon, to the earth itself, rivers and forests. So it could have been an offering to any one of them. The axes especially show quite a lot of wear, which would suggest either that they'd been used as tools for a long time before they were deposited, or there's a theory that people used to damage the tools deliberately before giving them as an offering to a deity as a way of almost killing it. People at that time often believed that inanimate objects had a spirit in them, so that was a way of giving it over to the gods, and so it was no longer the, the property of humans. The presence of the flowers might also support this being an offering to the deity, the flowers in question are believed to be meadowsweet and thistle. Meadowsweet was used as a folk medicine and it has a really beautiful floral smell. And also the thistle, it could have been seen as maybe a, a symbol of strength. It's covered in, in spines and got these really bold purple flowers. So maybe if they were asking for strength before they went into battle, that could have been some reason why they would have added a thistle into the hoard. Alex finished by telling us a little bit more about the flowers that were found with the Horde and what they and all the other information we have about the Horde can tell us about the people who lived here so many years ago. Yeah, so obviously these flowers, they're about 3,000 years old. With natural materials, they do biodegrade over time, so it's quite remarkable that they survived as long as they did. They could have been intentionally pressed, which would have removed the water and made them less easy to biodegrade. They were placed into a burnt mound, which obviously is made out of ashes and stones, so that environment would have been quite harsh. A difficult place for bacteria and fungi to survive, so they might not be able to carry out their usual function of breaking down biological material in this way. We're not too sure. There's been a bit of debate as to if the flowers were put there intentionally or if they're just intrusive. We can only theorise about this. I think because they were put inside the sockets of the axes themselves. It would be surprising if they weren't put there on purpose, but there's no way to know for sure at this point. The presence of many spearheads and axes would suggest that the people who buried these um, would have been quite familiar to violence. If another tribe came across another one, there could have easily been some conflict there. The bracelets also suggest that people at the time actually really cared about their appearance. You know, if they were wealthy enough to do so, they'd want to 
have all this nice bling to sort of show their status and their power to other people. In many ways, not too dissimilar from ourselves. They were just people like us, just living in a very different world. And it can also suggest that the people were highly spiritual. This is the first instance of preserved flowers being found in, in Bronze Age hordes. So that could be a connection to their reverence of the gods, them wanting to, to appease their deities. I got um, most of the information about this particular collection of items from the Dig Ventures website, which was the team which excavated the hoard. They have some really interesting stuff about it, a 3D model of the, the collection in, in situ as well, which is really interesting to look at. So yeah, also Dot Boughton's paper, a late Bronze Age hoard from Scotford Lancaster, and you can find both of these online quite easily if you just Google the Scotford hoard. And they're really good, they shed a lot of light on this discovery and you can also come and see them at the City Museum. Thank you for joining us again on 100 Years, 100 Objects. Why not check out some of our other episodes where we discuss objects from plates to plaster?